Hi, you're listening to another episode of the Spotlight Musical Theatre Podcast for Young Performers with me, Simon Wright. In each episode, I invite a special guest from the world of musical theatre, dance and entertainment to talk to me, sharing their wisdom and, I hope, giving you a little inspiration. These babies are wearing Pampers nappies. <laughs> These babies are wearing Aldi Mamiya nappies. <laughs> oh, look, the Aldi Mamiya nappies have won the Mother and Baby Award. <laughs> oh, dear, the Pampers nappies haven't. <laughs> Sounds like it's time for a nappy change. But don't change that nappy yet, because my guest today is the professional voiceover artist... Sophie Corbett. After training as a singer and actor, Sophie has worked in the voiceover industry for more than 20 years for clients like L'Oreal, Ford and McDonald's. She is also a compare and BBC presenter. Take the challenge. Swap to Aldi Mamiya nappies. There's even a money back guarantee. (laughs) Thank you for joining me, Sophie. You're very welcome. It's nice to be with you. Now, you say that you're background in acting and singing has really helped you develop the tone and flexibility you need to be a professional voiceover artist. So let's talk a little bit about your background in singing and acting. Um, Where did you train? I trained at Bush Davis um, School for Dance and Theatre. Very classically trained, actually. Um, Amazing, amazing school now I look back. Um, at it and so I trained there so it was predominantly dance four hours a day six days a week minimum and then we did singing and we did acting with lovely Sue Passmore and uh, yeah so we I I always loved singing too and my mum was a singer so and my dad sung too and we so there was always a lot of singing in my family and um, yeah so so that's where I trained I then went to arts educational for a year left arts and joined two rock, a rock band singing which was hilarious um for three years when you joined the rock band did you did you go on tours and do gigs yeah we did we used well we played mostly south england although we did rock festivals in wales headlined them i'll have you know really um and i absolutely adored it i'm still friends with all my band now in fact before this lockdown happened I met with my original band and we're going to get back together and do some songs so that would be a lot of fun. So you're in the rock band for a few years which might not have been the thing you thought you would be doing when you started training a bush but how did you then start to get involved with voiceovers? Well interestingly actually because um, I read for a living but I'm actually dyslexic so hilarious if anyone had said to me when I was a kid I mean I used to dread drama lessons when you'd have to read paragraphs and I hadn't had a chance to read it before um and I'd count round so if we were sitting in a semicircle I'd count the paragraphs wouldn't be listening to what anyone else was reading was just focusing on what I had to read out loud because it made me feel ill um because I was bad at it so to end up doing voiceovers now, this is what I want to say to the kids that are listening or anyone that's listening. You just never know what's going to happen or where your life's going to take you. Because if anyone had said to me as a teenager, you're going to do reading for a living, I'd laugh and go, absolutely never. 
pigs will fly before I do that. Anyway, so interestingly, because of my voice, uh, it was an agent that said to me, you should do voiceovers. And I kind of went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was at that time fed up with people saying, you need new headshots, you need to get this done, you need to get that done. I kind of thought, well, I need to earn a living. Do you know what I mean? Because everybody always wants new headshots and, you know, you pay to be in spotlight and used to pay for equity. And I used to think, no, I need to earn money before I can start spending more money on myself. Anyway, this agent said, you need to get a showreel done. I said, I don't really, well, I'm not sure right now. I should listen, Sophie. I have 500 people sending me CDs of their voiceovers that I'm having to put, you know, not have. I'm telling you, I'd have you tomorrow. And, and then, and I was like, oh, it was the first time anyone had spoken to me like that. So I went, oh, okay. I'll do it. So I got a voiceover reel done and I've never, ever looked back. I mean, I think my timing was very lucky in the fact it was predominantly male orientated and it was the time when they were looking for female. Um, and so I felt blessed that, yeah, it just took off from there. But I mean, I used to get so nervous going to the job because of the reading aspect. But I've kind of, after uh, 23 years of doing it, I've conquered it now. And I'll, also, I'm not ashamed to say I'm dyslexic. Give me five minutes. Yeah. You know, and actually people get it because what they want at the end of the day is me to sell their product. And I know I can do that. I just need five minutes to look at it beforehand just to make sure I've got it fluent in my head. So when you say you did a showreel, how did you do that? They're about 250, 300 pounds to get a voice reel done. Um, And it is worth the money um, because these guys that do it know what they're doing. So they will pick maybe seven ads. So I would say put your homework in before you do it. Think what product you would sell the best, what age bracket you would sit in. Do you know what I mean? So Mm. depending on your age, which I'm well up for helping people if they want some advice. I got some of mine through flicking through magazines to adverts, reading what the words were. Could I bring them to life? If there were adverts on television, I'd stop, pause it and write the words down, recreate that advert. And then you go into studio. Um, I know people in Soho. Again, I can link people to people that I know do really good jobs and they tape you, you know, they'll, they will tape you doing your reel and direct you and then they put music to the ad so it sounds like you've done the ad and then you've got your show reel right so depending on you know what age you are and what you know the content would work with your age and then you send those around to agents with this pilates body control video and book offer from kellogg's special k it's now easier to improve your muscle tone posture And coordination. Pilates body control video and book offer from Kellogg Special K. Stay special. What's a good age to do voiceover? Or does the industry need lots of different types of voices and ages? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, a good thing to do is to um, contact your count, you know, your your councils. Like, for instance, because Dylan, hilarious, when Dylan used to come as a baby with me to voiceovers um, and then they asked him to do some and he ended up doing quite a lot. He won a BAFTA for his Nesquik advert when he was six. Um, really? Yeah. 
because in London they could spin the license round really license round really quickly. So if you're a child at school, you need to get a license from your local council that you're allowed to do it because it isn't always out of school times. And in London, that was really quick to turn around. And then when I moved to Brighton, they wanted um, Dylan to do more. But the licensing, because there was only somebody doing this kind of work two days a week, it ended up being not quick enough turnaround. Right. Because with the voiceover industry, you get the job maybe the day before. You know, you nev- it's never like two weeks in advance. So if you want to do it, it's worth ringing your local council and just saying, what's the turnaround? Right. Because they need to give you basically permission to do it. And if you're somewhere where they've got um, the staff there, to, you know, to get it rocking, then brilliant. And, and because they need all ages. I mean, Dylan started doing it when he was four. And what, what would you do as a four-year-old? What sort of ad? Well, funny enough, I used to, well, he did Nesquik. He'd do cartoons promos for cartoons coming out on television and also some adverts they want child's voices in it like they're talking you know they swap it about don't they like the um haribo ads ah yeah so there's yes and then there's sometimes adverts where children are speaking to their parents so there is there is quite a lot of work for young people or teenagers out there so I would say if you're interested in it, it's another little bead to your bag, as my mum would say, and you can never have too many in this industry. So you can jump from one thing to another. Um, it's definitely worth doing. And all accents, I'm assuming, all regional accents. Oh, yeah, they love an accent yeah. now, actually. They love an accent. So you need to record a showreel. You then send the showreel to agents? Yes, you do. Are there specialist agents who do this work? Yes, there are. There are. There's um, London Voice Boutique, Another Tongue, Calypso, Hobson's. Okay. I mean, there's there is quite there is quite a few yakety yak, and there's more lip service. You know, there's 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 actually quite a few agents. Good to look actually because I don't think all of them do kids' voices. Some do, so look it up. But yeah, it's best to kind of go even if you typed in voiceover agencies up they would come and then see if they've got a kids section okay and what happens when you turn up for a job or well first of all do you have to do auditions or is it just purely all done on the show on the show reel or the clips that you've put you through your agent yeah i mean i was saying 99 is you your books you do the job i mean you get paid for an hourly rate so if you do like one hour you've paid your show reel so so that's why sometimes like when they first told me it was 300 quid you know back in the day I was much younger and I was like oh that's quite a lot but actually if you get a job it's paid straight away so yes you you predominantly get booked to do the job so you're booked for that hour and nearly every time because then if it's if it's a radio ad or a tv ad or a cinema ad or now a web ad um you get paid differently it's different amounts for all those jobs so you'll get paid for your hour and then if the job comes off and they're happy with what they get and you go live then you get paid for that so you're always paid for your hour occasionally they'll say can we do a test which means they want to audition you or just hear what you sound like but nearly all the time they book you you've got the gig and so then you'll go into recording studio and I have to say it's so um, 
I love voiceover. I mean, I love doing voiceover work because it, gone are the days of feeling like you're in a cattle market on an audition. You just turn up. They're really nearly always lovely, lovely people. You go in a separate booth. There's a glass screen between you. On go the cans. You've got your coffee or your glass of water, you know, your cup, your water. There's a bowl of fruit or a bowl of chocolates. I mean, it is just like lovely. And you're given your script when you arrive. <laughs> and you can always say, can I just have a look at it? Um, and they're lovely. And you just talk through the screen. You, if it's a, If it's a... TV ad you'll have the picture of the ad and you do your vocals with it most of the time so you can I love it it's it, I'm really passionate about making that the best it possibly can be um, and 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 selling it and yeah. just making it yummy when you get a really beautiful ad and you're part of it it's really really lovely so tell us a little bit about this ad Sophie experience an extraordinary dry hair transformation New Elvive Extraordinary Oil Hair Care. Our first range infused with six luxurious flower oils. Dry hair looks instantly and visibly replenished right from the scalp. Feeling light on the roots and nourished to the ends. Hair feels sumptuously soft, weightlessly flowing, breathtakingly shiny as if transformed. Extraordinary. New Extraordinary Oil Hair Care from L'Oreal Paris. Give life back to dry hair. We're worth it. L'Oreal because you're worth it. I always thought they, I, I really wanted to do one with saying, because you need it. I thought that would be funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, great L'Oreal. It's a really lovely, lovely campaign and ad to get. And I was very happy to get L'Oreal. An advert that they play quite a lot too. And it, it, it was a night, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. It's the chocolatey voice. So that was fun to do. What was the brief? What sort of character? What did they say to you about the, the voice they needed for it? So they'll basically say, can we have it chocolatey? And also, the more you get to do it, you know, you know, I can, it's the music too. The music, I, I really like it when I've got the picture and the music, because then I know exactly where it needs to be pitched to whether it's a car ad or a shampoo ad or a cereal ad or, you know, I just knew when I saw the picture and the music where it needed to be. And then they said, take it more because on, on the ad I go breathtaking, <laughs> you know, so I, they kind of directed me. They wanted it really low. They wanted it really silky, but what's quite interesting in a way with these ads is they're quite wordy. So when you start getting fast, the the deep, smooth, chocolatey, it's trying to keep deep, smooth and chocolatey, but speak quickly at the same time. And the two is an interesting balance. You can pull it off, but it's, it's, you, so it's trying to do a quick read, get it to time, but make it sound silky. Um, and I think this was a good mix of it all. You saw the ad before you started to record the voiceover. Yes. Right. Um, which gave you an idea and I guess drew on your acting skills to then visualise what the voice needed to sound like. Absolutely. And the music always helps as well. Because if it's like a glidey music, you're not going to go, da, 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 da. Oh, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I always really try. And if, if they say, oh, we haven't got any music, I go, would well, you know what kind of music you've got in mind? You know, just because what the soundtrack is really helps you find the voice. 
And can you remember where you were when you first heard it on the radio or the TV or wherever you saw it? Oh, yeah, TV in the lounge. I mean, I'm very used to it, but I go, yes, Dylan can get those trainers. You know what I mean? Billy can get, you know, I just know when I hear my voice, fab, I can pay the bills. You know, that's what it's about, isn't it? Indeed. And I, and, and, and I love it because sometimes I was upstairs and they'd stop playing an ad or something and then suddenly Billy would suddenly go, Mum, you're on with Special K. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> or somebody will go, I've heard you, they're replaying Activia or something like that, you know, and you go, brilliant, great. So let's, let's talk about another one. Um, what are we going to hear? So next, I think, Talk Talk. Boxes, drawers, cupboards. We looked everywhere, but we couldn't find a better value phone and broadband package than Essentials from Talk Talk. We did find a few awards, though. Best Value Bundle Award from Broadband Choices. And you switch Best Value Home Phone seven times running. Essentials from Talk Talk. If there's a better value phone and broadband package out there, we haven't found it. No wonder nine out of ten customers would recommend us to a friend. See what you could save at talktalk.co.uk. So the funny thing about Talk Talk is, it's a little bit of a story, Talk Talk ads I did for about a year and a half, and it was it jumped between me and Helen Bonacarta. <laughs> and I I could I could do a thing where I could sound a little like her. You know, I don't know how. It would be between me and a Helen Helen Bonacarta. I love her actually. Um, and you wouldn't know which one it was. You yeah, have to give us a demonstration now. <laughs> I can't. Well, I can't but talk talk. I mean she She's quite, you know, stilted. It's quite stilted. If you, you know, talk, I'd have to listen. When you listen to the ad, if I listened to the ad, if I thought I was going to, I didn't know I was going to talk about this, I would have listened to myself again. But I can get myself in her kind of frame of mind. And uh, you'll, you'll hear it, and you'll hear a slight difference. Um, so, yes, it's me sounding like Helen Monacata, slightly. <laughs> but, again, a really nice ad to get. And I used to like being her because she's quite direct, you know, knows who she is and I'd suddenly become this person that was like that's what you want you want a bit of talk talk and you mentioned uh that you draw on your singing training and your singing skills in the in your voiceover work how does it help voiceovers well I'm just in control of my voice you know so it's Mm. a muscle isn't it you know so my projection I'm told is quite good (laughs) <laughs> screaming around the house no do you know what I mean I can boom or I can be quiet or I just I know the levels in my in my voice so if somebody says can you take that a couple of tones higher so I can fed up you can't find a husband or fed up you already have don't worry have a McFlurry fed up you can't find a husband or fed up you already have don't worry have a McFlurry it's comedy it's comedy yeah, so this one was fun. So this was the campaign for McDonald's and it was six radio ads, 12 in total, actually, because I was in the studio with Rory Bremner. I had such a panic on this day. So I rock up to do six radio ads and I'm in the, I'm in the studio, you know, the room, and in comes Rory Bremner, who is known for what? Impersonations, <laughs> right? So I sat there going, yeah. oh, my God. Do they think I'm an impersonator? Because all I do is Sophie Corbett, you know, sounding a bit young or a bit old, husky or bright, but it's me. 
the only accents I can truly do well are Australian. That's it. So anyway, so Rory Bremner walks in and I, I'm, I go, oh my God, I didn't know what to do. Anyway, he does his six radio ads first and I'm sitting there the whole time thinking, oh my God, they think I'm an impersonator. It was terrifying. And he did brilliant ones. He did like a taxi driver that sounded like he smoked 80 cigarettes a day. And, and then he did this young, you know, he did all these voices. And luckily, to uh, my relief, but I didn't find out till I got in the booth, they wanted me just to be me. So um, it was a tense, most probably 45 minutes sitting there listening to the wonderful Rory Bremner. And then I went in and did me, but I like this one's fun because it's a funny line, made me laugh. What would be your top tips for anyone listening to this about how to get into this industry? Be open to do a bit of everything. Do you know what I mean? To start with, I mean, I, I, when I started, I didn't even know what voiceovers were. Now I know all about them and I listen on Sky. I listen to, I listen to podcast, you know, I listen to everything and there's a lot of different voiceover work out there, although there's a lot more agents too. Um, but I still adore my singing. I still adore my dancing and I do a bit of everything and presenting TV presenting. I'm kind of getting into now and radio DJing. I've just done my first three radio shows for BBC. So, wow! Yeah, and and again, because that's my love of music, my love of chatting. Hopefully, I've got a voice that doesn't annoy people. So, what I love is that it's about spreading your wings. And the truth is, if it's in your heart, performing in whatever way it is, it's in your heart. So, mums and dads, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, um, it, it is about doing things that you love doing. And if people really want to do a voiceover, you know, get into voiceovers. Play along, you know, uh, pause when you hear adverts you like, have a go at doing it yourself, you know, practice kind of doing what they're doing and then bring a bit of you to the table. And I think what's nice about voiceovers from what you've described is it's a little bit like the um, premium bombs in that you can make an investment in the showreel, send it to an agent, get an agent and then just let them deal with it. And if anything comes in great, but you don't have to do any more work by the sounds of it. You'll just, you just get a call saying you're booked for a job. I know. I couldn't believe it when I started. And then back in the day, it was even a little bit more swanky than it is now because, you know, things are tough now. Well, at the moment, we're not leaving and leaving our houses, are we? Um, I, I've got a home studio now. Um, but, you know, you'd go and they'd say, do you want to take a seat on this really comfy sofa? Sophie, can I get you a cappuccino? Even now they say, do you want a, do you want a coffee or a tea? Someone will bring you that. That was a bowl of sweeties. I mean, you know, I've been used to standing in a row of 70 people and then going, you're, you're staying, you're going, you know, all that, you know, which can be quite disheartening. So it's actually quite nice having a bit of voiceover work. It's a joy, you know, that you're, it's just about what you're doing and you turn up and you do the job. And it's an hour booking, and then you go home. Okay, thanks very much, Sophie, for all those amazing words of wisdom around the industry. Um, now, you have a very exciting challenge for the listeners, don't you? Can you tell us what it is? Guys, if you're interested, I'd love to hear you doing a, your voiceovers for adverts. So you can, I think it's important that you pick what product do you want to sell? So I'm leaving it up to you. And you can record them on an iPhone. You know how you just press, press record. I mean, I've done that when I've done stuff for Aldi. They wanted me um, 
to send some tests in just for them to hear different scripts so what I did I mean hilariously I, I went under my duvet with my iPhone because it's better sound quality you know it's better it's deadened and you hear yourself better and at the time I was doing that um, my two dogs jumped on me and laid on my back so if they had, if Aldi clients had seen me laying under my duvet with my dogs laying on me but anyway got the gig so get your iPhone under the duvet and give me whatever you think you could sell the best or fun you know so whatever you want to sell. And so an advert is normally between 30 seconds and a minute. The all-new Ford Mondeo. And so from, from hearing what you've all sent in, I will pick a winner. And then if they would like to get a showreel done, I would be very, very happy to come into London and take you to the studio to do the showreel and direct you through it and make sure you get the best showreel you possibly can. Um, I'll also work with you beforehand so we can talk about what scripts you found. And then also when we get to the studio, they'll bring some scripts out to play with. So I will be there to art direct the reel so you get the best possible reel that you can get. That's fantastic, Bryce. Thank you, Sophie, so much for sharing all your knowledge and experience and ideas with us today. Any final words or thoughts for everybody before we say goodbye? Firstly, I'm sending you a lot of love. Secondly, I'm saying we're really lucky that we've got something that we love doing. I mean, I know when I was younger, I loved it. So I hope you're all doing your ballet at the bars or still learning songs Keep enjoying what you're doing. Get the YouTube up and dance with Beyonce. You know, try and keep yourself up. You are doing amazingly. Keep listening to the podcasts that inspire you and try and be happy. Keep safe. And I'm sending you just a whole lot of love. Thanks very much, Sophie. You're welcome. <laughs>